Welcome to the GTP Show. I'm your host, Dylan, with my co-host, Jason. Hello. Thank you, Jason. Well, this week we are going to be starting episode um, with me hosting. You guys can tell because you heard my voice. Um, we're going to be talking about love and Ooh. what that looks like biblically, the different types of love. Um, let's get into that a little bit. Um, being newly married, I think I've been like, oh, love and love and love and love. Um, but I was thinking we should talk about different types of love because, you know, there's a couple of different ones. There's phileo, agape, stuff like that. So I want to get into that. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to def- find what um like what healthy love is the definition of that crucial to understanding uh, to the message of the bible because the bible is talking about love um love thy neighbor all that stuff um mm. so like love is not confined to the like, sexuality it's primarily like isn't just a feeling either what teaches that love is a commitment the commitment is not it is not not dependent on feelings, um, but rather uh, the consistence of uh, courageous decisions to extend like well-being to one another. Um, you know, the commitment to producing, you know, produces good feelings, not the other way around. Like it's not his action love is that Jesus is love. He became the perfect demonstration of that love mm-hmm. uh, by laying his life down for us. Uh, for our benefit, it's selfish, selfish, selfish. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that word. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. I mean, I don't know if you have any comments or anything you'd like to say right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think we can do an episode on different kinds of love, like each, like multiple episodes. So, like, one talks about loving in the way that God calls us to love others, and then loving in mm-hmm. a relationship setting. And then loving in a in a way that God loves the church and that how that looks like and what that looks like for his people. And when I say church, it's if you go back to our previous episode talking about what is the church, um, when God loves the church, is talking about the body of Christ, everybody who's accepted Christ in that sense. So because um, we are the church. So that's when it talks about that. Uh so yeah, I, I so for this episode, are we talking about all of them? One of them, specific one. I think we're I mean, talking about I mean, what, uh, like God's love, agape. Okay, so not uh, not the big loving, one. not loving others, but God's love to us, and what that looks like. Yeah, in the sense of like, that, yeah, I was thinking we go along with agape, um, because God's love for us is huge. Um, I just remember always being told to about God's love, and what does that look like? You know. And I guess in a way, yeah. Also talk about how do we show God's love as well. Um, but like I think we'd rather just talk about God's love and examples okay. of of his love and his, you know, what he has for us. Um and why like why we should love God. God loves us and stuff like that. I like how uh this episode you're literally came in, it's like I'm not gonna tell you like you you basically said what we were going to talk about but then did it in the song yeah. so i didn't know if that was what we were actually doing <laughs> so i'm all ready for this this is this is gonna be yeah fun. <laughs> yeah you know that song um uh, from parent trap 
love song where it's like supposed out love but you look at me oh it's for the yeah. way yeah so he asked me i just started singing that song and you could no, you could see it. his face he was like what are you why are you singing i was like cool. shouldn't be singing but you know um and i'm like no we're gonna talk about love he's like oh you were serious i'm like yeah what's love got to do with it right it's i love, was like i know? don't know um <laughs> <laughs> now i know now i'm ready i think so we'll we'll see find out right you know we never know i'm the one leading this episode so Huzzah! <laughs> um, so <laughs> there's um, Matthew twelve twenty nine to thirty, um, which mm-hmm. is a good one. Um, Jesus replies, he's talking to them. They ask him, "What's the most important commandment?" Uh, or can you, Lord, tell us? He says, "The most important commandment is this: You must love the Lord." With all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. God wants you to love him, not for his benefit, but for yours. Um, when you love him, he makes, makes you holy in his eyes. Holy is separate. Uh, it's set apart. So it makes us separate than the rest of the world and everything. Um, your experience is very uh and his very presence is power, and his spirit lives within you and enjoys his wisdom, his guidance, and you are assured of living forever in him. God does, however, require your love. Um, him to be sincere and consuming with all your heart, soul, and mind, and your strength. So mm-hmm. it's it, it has to be a full commitment. Um, it's you, you know, I came like, oh man, I really love ice cream sandwiches, <laughs> like, um. No, but it has to be commitment. Like marriages, mm-hmm. um, it's a commitment to him. And it has to, you have to be all out for it. Um, that's what I just, you know, this is when you, you know, Jesus was talking and saying, you must love the Lord. Your heart, your soul, your mind, your, your strength, everything, everything you have, you must love him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's a crazy thing to think because it's like it's like it just requires love and in that sense it sounds very small it doesn't sound like it's that much like oh you have to love um you know, just love them but it's like you know love you with everything it's a, it's a sacrifice in a way um right i think that's just yeah that's it's crazy um and dude <laughs> dude six five you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and your strength. So see, it's said there. So Jesus right there, he's quoting dude, Deuteronomy 6, 5. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Which makes it's me say, dude. Yeah, dude. He does it so many times. <laughs> and, you know, and then Joshua also says, uh, love the Lord your God, walk in his ways, obey the commands, hold firmly mm-hmm. to him. There's another thing of fully giving yourself to God. Mm-hmm. No, it's a commitment. It's committing yourself. Right. Um, 15, uh, 10 through 11. When they obey my commandments, you remain in my love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So 
Yes, your joy will overflow. So it's saying mm-hmm. the joy of the Lord, his love will come over you. Because it's like, I don't know what everybody's been through and what they've heard and what they've been told, how they feel. But that mm-hmm. joy of the Lord, the joy that comes from the Lord is supernatural. It is one of the greatest feelings. Honestly, that Holy Spirit, God, love is amazing. We love God because doing so will bring overflow of joy to our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's saying it's not going to be hard. It's not going to be difficult, but there's going to be joy. Even if it is yeah. in the sad things or in the, you know, the losses. It says that you sacrifice everything. Him, you know, I feel like there's a lot of times in my life I've had a lot of things going on. I've been stressed, went through a lot of things. The joy of the Lord has always kept me. I'm a happy person because I have God. That's why I got these giant, you know, I got the smile lines. (laughs) I'm always smiling. I'm like, even when I have bad days, I'm like, oh, you know what? Don't let five minutes ruin your whole day Mm -hmm. to God. And, you know, you can try to do it. It's not always easy. But that's life, and that's where you got to just, you have to give him everything. Like it says in, um, like Jesus said, quoting Deuteronomy. So, yeah, that's my first little spiel. Oh, I think it's a little uh, pulpit. It's, pretty, it's cool. I like it. We're going to make a t shirt saying that. <laughs> but uh, I like it because it, it definitely gives an idea that, um, not only does God love us and what that looks like, but it shows that uh, I think it, it's a good reference point to this. Um, uh, in Romans, Romans five, if you haven't read Romans five, read the context I'm talking about here is verse one through 11. That's the passage there that was recorded that way. Uh, but in verse eight, it talks about God shows us his love for us and that while we were still all sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, the context there, um, it's really cool because verse 1 through 11 actually describes the amazing benefits that come with being declared righteous before God by faith in Christ's death for our sin. And God has made peace with us. And we stand in his grace and we rejoice in the sure hope that we'll share in his glory. Right, And our suffering brings growth, which leads to even more uh, potent hope. And God has proven his love for us in that while we were still sinners and Christ died for us. So we were saved from God's uh, wrath from from what happened in the Garden of Eden um, and reconciled to God in Christ. Uh, this verse in five eight Romans five eight is is really talked about a lot. It's one of it's a very common one. Um, in previous verses, Paul clearly shows that salvation is on the basis of faith, but not works. You can read that in Romans three twenty one to twenty six very clearly justification um like a declaration of righteousness brings us peace with god instead of wrath and this is available only by those who have expressed saving faith as uh, uh, exemplified by men like abraham which you can read in romans 4 Uh, given that hope suffering the life of a christian believer can be meaningful Um, we are safe to hope in god because he loves us paul's point here is that we don't have to take God's word alone that he loves us. We can look at the evidence. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not We didn't have to get clean first. We didn't have to get right first. Jesus came and, and died for us, paid that price, 
and uh i was i was listening to um uh, another podcast talking about other podcasts but um it's really cool because they were talking about galilean wedding i don't know if you've ever heard of that term so um back back in the day with uh, galileans huh i don't know i feel like i have okay. heard that but i i'm like i don't know so a uh, galilean wedding um back when galileans were around because they're not anymore um the wedding ceremony how it would happen and um a lot of times when jesus was referring to wedding he was referring to a galilean style wedding when he's like oh yeah my people are my bride kind of thing i'll be back for him the groom comes back for him and a galilean wedding how it starts is like the first important portion is that the the man in that situation the groom had to sacrifice the most valuable possession or sacrifice something to uh show that he was willing to put it all down for the bride at that time and um obviously the galileans were very looked down upon because at the time people didn't like the idea of women having some sort of uh, value in a lot of the aspects of that stuff but galileans did How that and they, they were like he believed <laughs> right that. and so when when jesus because was of- Right, so Jesus. Make sure, go on the the, make sure I go on the on the right record. Sarcasm. <laughs> record there, yeah. So, like uh, when Jesus was doing talking about this, he was talking about sacrificing everything for the the bride, and he was saying, "You guys are my bride." And everyone's like, "What are you talking about? What 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 what, 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 what we don't like those people? What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. And it's like it and, was. Uh, sorry, it's, it was, it's like no, uh, it's good. I'm going to I'm going to say it because it's in, it's in it. my brain now. <laughs> it's like goes in uh it's in my notes, and so I'm like well, it goes right there. Sorry, Jason. Okay, okay. Um, I got Go excited. In Hosea two nineteen, hmm. I will make you my wife forever, showing you righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. Mm-hmm. That's talking to the church. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think so. Could be wrong. I don't know. It was in my notes because I saw it on love. It, yeah. Hosea. Hosea. Gomer. Gomer. What? I'm getting my Hosea. That's the story with uh, with Gomer, right? Um, I, I don't remember for sure. It's been a bit since I've gone PK. We got one job. <laughs> to to back things up and check things. <laughs> um, keep me accountable. I know. I know um, that Hosea, like he linked a lot of his messages messages closely with his personal life. Um, he married a, a woman he knew would eventually betray his trust. And Homer, um, yes, she was a yeah, prostitute. Okay. Then he yeah, went and yeah, paid yeah, ten so. times the amount to get her back. I don't right, know if was, he's actually talking about. No, he actually did that. <laughs> I know, but I don't know if he was talking about her, his wife, or he, but he was. See, but he was supposed to represent like God's love for us, and he would go anywhere to go get her because he loved her, married her. She's like, I'm not worth it. I'm no good. And he's like, You're my wife. I love you. God's chosen chosen you. Told me to go after you. And he's like, Okay. Mm-hmm. They have a kid. Then Gomer's like, I'm not good enough. I'm going back to being a prostitute. Yeah, he goes, you know, yeah. does that, and he goes, tracks her down, and pays ten times the amount of money that it would cost mm-hmm. her, and happily ever after. 
feet count. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting it's interesting to go read it because a lot of the parallels he does was to be a bigger picture for people to see how God interacts with his people. And a lot of people at that time, like, this man's just crazy. Because, I mean, imagine, like, someone in, in nowadays, like, literally their whole life is just a representation of what God does to us. And they literally follow through 100% just to show a sample of it. And their whole life was just made as exactly. an example. And that's just, like, it's kind of insane. But that was, that was Jose. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, you know, crazy. Like, you know, but that's the thing with God. He, he'll use anything to make a point and make a lesson. No. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I do want to touch up on one thing because we are talking about God's love and I'm going to bring up the obvious. Let's talk about John 3. John 3, 6, 16. I knew it. <laughs> this is how God loved the world. He gave his only, only one son so that everybody who believes will not perish but have eternal life. Mm-hmm. The, now the context between six is 16 is actually 16 through 21 that's the passage for that please verse. go on tell me more do you have it yeah verse 17 is for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save it through him 18 says anyone who believes in him is not condemned but anyone who okay. does not believe him is already condemned because he has not believed Ooh. in the name of the one and only son of god 19 okay says this is the judgment the light has come into the world, and people loved darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. Verse 20. Let the light get some tan. Come on now. <laughs> For everyone who We're does looking like evil, Jason over here who lives in Arizona right? and got a pasty skin. No, <laughs> <laughs> so verse 20 says, For everyone who does evil hates the light and avoids it so that his deed may not be exposed. 21 says, But anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light so that his works may be shown through accomplish uh, and to be accomplished by God. The one thing that's really important about this whole passage, like that's really important because a lot of people just take 16 and be like, the rest is irrelevant. No, that's really important. That's all we need. Yeah, because no, we, we need all of it. We need all of it. And because that's the, that's the whole passage. And I, I've explained it before on the podcast and Dylan, you've also explained it before is that when the Bible was written, it wasn't written in books, like a sense of like, chapter and verse it was written as letters as parables as story as written history as eye testimonies yeah and a lot of the stuff was not labeled by chapter and verse because it wasn't used that way and so when we have chapters and verses there's a lot of times where there's surrounding verses that are connected to that verse in a context form and it's really easy to take a verse out of context because it's quotable but when you get to the nitty gritty, you go to verse 20 right there where it says that anyone who does evil hates the light and avoids it. So his deeds may not be exposed. One thing that Jesus talks about in previous verses is that we are to confess our sins to one another, right? Is because he wants to know, wants us to confide in each other and to be able to expose those things. But most people don't want to talk about those verses because they're like if you're sinning or you're living in sin or you're dealing with something, struggling with something, you're supposed to go with each other, another brother in Christ or another sister in Christ or to the leaders of the church. And you're supposed to talk to them and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. And and that is an important thing that was brought forward, but gets skipped over because eh, no, no, that's that's not nobody the likes fun to part. talk about that. Yeah, nobody wants part. to talk about it's that. It's the nitty gritty. <laughs> it's the, the real part of walking with Christ and, you know. Mm-hmm. 
rough. Um, right. Every time I hear that, and I because every time I've been taught on John 16, and it goes to 20, I just remember there was a pastor, I, I must have been like fifth grade, maybe fourth grade. Like, mm-hmm. I just had got, I could go to youth group kind of, or I was, I was welcome to go, but I was, you know, young. He made the point of comparing those verses to like Lion King. Mm-hmm. It's like this, you can choose to walk on the light. Yeah. You can go over there to the wasteland. Scar, mm-hmm. the bad guy, the villain. And it's like, you know, and if you allow, if you don't allow to walk in the light, mm-hmm. let Scar take over, it looks like the end of the movie when everything is poop. There's no food, right. there's no nothing, and like there's no, no fruit to see. Barren wasteland. Right. You know, and I just, I don't know why I had to share that, but I just thought of that. So. Yeah, I definitely have a pulpit on this verse in general because. This verse is the, the yeah. This verse is the core of Christianity that God loved the world enough to come as Jesus and to die for all of us, so that anyone who trusts in Him will be saved from sin. Uh, this is certainly the most well-known verse in the Bible, hands down. Um, it is probably the best known and most memorized part of any holy text in human history. But this verse is a one-sentence summary of the gospel and the subject line of the entire Bible. Um, John 3.16 also reflects another important aspect of the gospel. The essential idea is extremely clear, but there are layers of meanings and knowledge inside of it. So this is my my uh, pulpit on this. Uh, the opening phrase is traditionally translated as God so loved the world that um, is typically understood to mean God loved the world so much that, um, but there's nothing... There, there's nothing in so right. There's, yes, there's nothing like incorrect about that idea, but the actual phrasing means God loved the world in this way, uh, which emphasizes on what God did more than why. So Jesus is an expression of God's indescribable love for the world, meaning of all mankind, rather than just the world as yes. a world. Um, the phrase translated as one and only son, or, or only begotten son, uh, mm-hmm. Uses the Greek word monogenes, which uh, this is a very precise oh, no. word. Yeah, this is a very precise Genius. word. Um, one which John uses at other places in this gospel, John one fourteen, one eighteen, and John three eighteen, where mm-hmm. the English term "begotten" often makes people think of like biology, um, but monogenes does not imply that. Um, the word literally means something of the exact same stuff. So, in other words, the sun is of it's in full close. It's the sun is of exactly the same nature as God the Father, and this Mm -hmm. makes John three sixteen an important part of proving the biblical biblical concept of the Trinity, which a lot of people are like, oh no no no. It's like, well, that word itself, monogenes, is only used when it's talking about that specifically. Um, Trinity. Yeah. it's it's really cool that I I I really love this verse. Like I said before, it's the core mm-hmm. of Christianity, and this is a really important one to touch because, like I said, people read sixteen and then stop, and that's the con- <laughs> that's just the beginning of the context that it was actually trying to preface. So, yeah, no, yeah. it happens all the time. I agree oh, with yeah. that. We always talk about it too, like you said in past episodes we've mentioned. You know, cool. Read one part of the scripture, mm-hmm. then 
you know, context. I, I always use example as, you know, women submit to your husbands. Mm-hmm. It's most overused one, I feel. But it's like also, yeah. oh, well, hey, husbands, do this, this, and that. You know, treat your your wife like the church. I think that's huge. We will uh, be talking so about a lot that of for sure. <laughs> have a little bit. So we'll do this some more. Always. We'll, we'll we go a whole dive. episode. Whole episode on it. Good. I can learn a little bit. Remember, you've been doing this for a little longer than me, the whole married thing. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was thinking of Romans 38. Romans what? 38? Sorry, know, I cut out a little bit. 838. 848? 838. 838. 838. Okay. 38, eh? Okay. Okay. Anyways, I feel like, you know, sometimes, you know, kids are like, get asked, like, well, how do I know God loves me? How do you, you know, explain that? And Mm -hmm. this is one of those verses. And it's Romans. I like Romans. It's a good book. Um, but nothing can separate us from God's love. So mm-hmm. God loves you. It's a so much. You know, he loves us so much. It's an agape um, type of love. So much that he sent Jesus to earth to die for us. Okay. He took the punishment for all of our sins, like everything that we've done wrong and that we'll do wrong. His freedom is so complete that even though we have, we've, even if you have never, Oh my gosh, my notes. Sorry, should have been a doctor with my handwriting. But, um, mm-hmm. went to school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so took the benefit for our sins. His forgiveness is so complete that it is as if though we have never sinned at all. Nice. His love can never be chained or broken. That's what this verse is basically saying. Nothing can separate us. There's no separation. He, with that, he through that gap where we fall short mm-hmm. he makes up that ground he pushes us an extra you know two three feet that we need because with sin is uh the absence of god mm-hmm. so he feels that absence of with not having god i think that's huge you know when the kids are like well how do we know i'm like because i'm like think of the person that you love the most and you give uh-huh. you have to give them up but everybody else can be saved, or you're like your worst enemy can be safe. Right. Like, I think, especially now with my son, I'm like, I would not let anything happen to him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'd fight a grizzly bear, no problem. I'd win. Some because I, I, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know it's, what where I'd fight a grizzly bear. I, you know, like I'm like I would do anything to protect him. Like, right. I would I would die for him, no problem. But then it's like, would I die for somebody I don't, you know, maybe I, I don't really have any enemies, at least that I'm aware of. Um, but, you know, but, <laughs> you know, that's crazy to think. But would I die for a criminal? I don't know. Mm-hmm. God, God did. God it's did. crazy. It's, you know, um, if, yeah. This reminds me of uh, John, First uh, John three, yeah, First John three. The first couple of verses are actually talking on this topic. I remember verse one. I know the t- context is one to three, but verse one says uh, John wrote and said, "See what kind of love the Father has given to us, 
that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that he did not that they do not know him. And um it's really important here because in the first three verses of chapter three of first John, um, it highlights the amazing love God has for us, and not only that is he willing to call us his children, we actually are his children. Um, some of the transformation is immediate, but not everyone we will be um like but not everything we will be has been revealed yet um only when christ returns we'll see everything he has in store for us um it's really cool because john highlights this concept of using the greek term ideate which means look at this like the idea god will love us even to make his children is just one of the amazing aspects of the gospel and is that in greek again ideate ideate yeah, idiot, not idiot. It's idiot. I think it's idiot. Idiot. I don't. Idiot. It's not like look at this idiot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's what All I right. thought you said at first. I was like, I'm like, what? No, idiot. Like, that's not very kind. Our loving. All right. Um, idiot. <laughs> idiot. Um, like the number. Yeah. Yeah. Something like yeah, eight. It's like eighteen. I don't know. It's it's all Greek to me. Ha. Huh. But uh, John here notes why unbelievers do not know believers. Unbelievers do not know Christ. As used, as used by John, the concept of knowing involves more than just information. It refers to a sense of intimacy, fellowship, and connection. Um, the unbelieving world does not have a relationship with Christ. Therefore, they have no relationship with his children. God's children are to become increasingly like the Father regardless of whether others recognize us or not. And that's okay. So I, I just kind of goes to show that, you know, it's not just a, he loves us. That's it. It's like, um, I think it's uh John one 12 that says, um, but to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And, that's the that's the important part, and this is why you'll hear it a lot of churches and a lot of Christian circles. We are adopted into His kingdom, is because we are we are granted it to be children of God. We are given the right to be children of God, in that sense. Um, so that that's just uh, when you said that stuff, it reminded me of that verse in that section. So that's that's good stuff. <laughs> I was muted, and I forgot. You were, you were muted. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that is cool. <laughs> um, I'll, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, before it leaves my head, do you remember First uh, uh, John four nineteen? I think it's the end of the passage. I think it's the end of the section. First John. For 11 uh, through 19, the context, but 419, if I remember correctly, it says, we love because he first loved us. That's that verse, right? Oh, oh, oh. You got your Bible? Oh. Check it. First John 419. <laughs> first John, first John, first John, 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 John. Is my memory just... good? <laughs> first John, what was it? First John 419. It only goes to uh, 21. Yeah. <laughs> first. 
419. Uh huh, 419. What's that one say? He loved because he first loved us. Okay. Or claims to love God, yet hates his brother or sister, is a liar. Mm-hmm. Or whoever does not love their brother and sister, they have seen, they cannot love God whom they have not seen. Mm-hmm. Again, coming back to the knowing God, it's, it's intimacy with God that we understand what it is and what that looks like. And they do not know God because they have not accepted God. And uh, the context for that verse is actually starting at verse 11. And verse 11 through 19 is literally the backbone of John's letter here. Um, the primary way Christians are to be recognized is by love, the way that love Christ loves us. And this is not merely what we feel, but what we do for others. True godly love is the most powerful evidence of being born again as a child of God. Yes. You know what? That goes right in with the Gospel of John, not John uh-huh. 1, 2, or 3. Okay. Uh, John 13, 8. No, Peter protest. You will never wash my feet. Okay? Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you will not belong to me. Okay? So this is, you cannot receive God's love unless you put aside your pride and your self, selfishness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what you just were talking about. No, I that goes right hand in hand in what I think you were saying. As soon as you said that, I was like, "Boom!" That goes with that right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually, we actually talked about that passage when we were talking about humility and we were talking about uh, serving others. Like that's a really important passage. You're talking about around. you can't you know, hating your brother, loving your brother. You have to humble <laughs> yourself, and that is a great episode. So go watch it. <laughs> I hosted that one too. Yeah, I host that one. <laughs> I you hosted serving and I hosted humility and then um, last week we did uh, preaching and teaching. Right. Humble was it was humble like the finale? Humble was humi- uh, no humility was episode. I don't remember. Can't tell. Hey. We're recording late at night and we're a little tired. Just a um, little bit tired. And not to say that we're tired, but I mean, it's just fine. Oh. I, I just have to pull it up. But no, I remember that uh, the the season finale was Twisted Scripture. scripture and then Life scripture. of Humility, Live to Serve, Preaching and the Humility, it was right there. Yeah, Humility, humility. was season, season one, episode two, episode one. one. Yeah. Um. You have the list right there on your computer. You should have it down. No, come on. I had to pull it up. I had to log in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, I will. I will add into this because uh, back to the letters that John wrote. First John four seven also talked about this specifically because it says, "Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God." Again, coming back to the whole thing of knowing God um, and knowing, understanding what that love is from him. Um, the context there is verse 4, four 7 through 10. And um, it's really cool because John explains how true godly love in a person's life is a sign of being born again. And those who truly love God will act on that love toward other people. So those who don't demonstrate love have hmm. no fellowship with God at minimum and love is something god showed us first by sending christ 
and our love for him is the ultimately is ultimately rooted in his original love for us so we are again reminded that true love involves acting not just feeling which you were saying at the beginning of this episode Mm -hmm. is that it's not just a feeling it's not like oh i love this it's like it's 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 an actful it's a it's a verb like it's actionable like you're doing something and that's important um and it's repeated multiple times uh throughout the bible and throughout the gospel the greatest commandment of all no yeah um was that what did you just read was that john uh first john four seven okay and then john fifteen ten through eleven and you obey me you remain in my love I've told you this so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes. Your joy will overflow. Love that verse. Nice. It's so good. That was that uh John fifteen ten, you said? Ten eleven. Yeah. The obedience, nice. you know, expressing our love for God, this should not be confused with earning God's love. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing. People, you know, like, well, I go to church, I do this. As, you know, mm-hmm. we obey God because we already love him. It's mm-hmm. not in order to be loved and that we obey, that we are promised joy. It's that we need to love him because mm-hmm. it, it's what we do. It's not, oh, I do this so I can get this. It's because we're called to love him, that we mm-hmm. love him in our hearts. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, like because Jesus previously tied authentic love for him to obedience, which in John 14, 15, also the statement here echoes remarks that he made while washing the disciples' feet, which we just talked about. Um, mm-hmm. this, that's actually earlier this evening, the same evening that he's doing that, saying this. Yep. <laughs> uh, Jesus uh, exemplified <laughs> what it means to live according to the will of God. John five nineteen, Matthew 26, 39. He does not at all Ask us to endure anything which he himself did not take on. You can read that in Hebrews 4.15. Jesus obeyed God, as should we. 1 John 5.3 Though we're uh, fallible and prone to make mistakes, which you can see in 1 John 1, 9-10, but to love Christ and to obey are one and the same. So, um, for example, like Dylan as a brother, I love you, right? And let's say I'm hanging out with you and you're like, man, I can't, or I can't, I, I can't eat ice cream because I'm lactose intolerant or something. Obviously, that's you're not, my, you're not to no. you. So it's me. <laughs> yes. But for this example, let's just say mm. you, you're like, I can't do that. And I'm like, let's go for ice cream. And you're like, I can't do that because I'm lactose intolerant. And I'm like, it would suffer. Oh, that's fine. dude. You. Like, we're going to, we're going to go ice cream. But the, the, if I truly loved you as a brother in that sense, um, I would, I would fix that by saying, okay, let's go. somewhere," And I would try to find something because I want to respect you and show you that I care. So I will look for alternatives to make it to where we can go do something together. And that's the same kind of concept. It's like, if we love Christ, we know mm-hmm. who he is. And if God's like, don't do that, well, I want to do that, but God's like, don't do that. Do you keep doing it? You choose you. You're, it's your choice. Like I can definitely choose and be like, 
I'm going to the ice cream place still. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, do you want to really be in the pride land or do you want to be I, in the wasteland with right, Scar? I want the ice cream. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, no, that's the relationship. And if that's the case, <laughs> that's the case, Jason, just give me one of your lactose intolerant pills. <laughs> right. But like you this, did, like you did when we got ice cream. <laughs> like, we gotta just, go. I took my pill. <laughs> right. This just gives a good proof of example that. To love Christ and to obey him are one and the same thing. Um, one of these episodes, I, I, I know I'm going to make a post about it because it's really important to distinguish. There is a distinguishment between um, uh, Mosaic laws that were under Mo- Moses and what he did and what was told for the people at the time and actual um, God's law and rules that he's created for people and uh, as a whole, saying that, these are my people. They follow these commands. So one point or another, we will do more in depth on that because it's really important. A lot of people get them too mixed up because people are like, well, Bible says no tattoos. Well, that was that was the Mosaic law. Mosaic. There was reasons for it. And you can see that that was what it was. And so we will have bacon. to talk on that. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that oh, sure. for sure. Oh, yeah. That's Can't a, eat that's oysters. A, that's, that was Mosaic. One. Yeah, because a lot of people get that confused, and a lot of people use that to um, to uh, weaponize the Bible to well, yeah. attack people. It, it, it contradicts itself. It's like no, it, the t- it changes. It didn't change. Mm-hmm. Just it was for what it was needed during those times. Like right. no mixed, you know, fibers and stuff like that for the shirts mm-hmm. and like yeah. Because mainly because no, back then there was no medical. Mm-hmm. No, people didn't understand. Like, you know, oh, you cook pork or cook, cook this at 355 <laughs> degrees for at least five minutes mm-hmm. on each side each to get rid of all the bacteria. We didn't know. They didn't know that. They're like, mm, put this on fire. Yeah. Eat. It's, uh, it, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about it, but, um, the the show the chosen like if you if you watch it it's good it's just kind of a nice show to watch don't take it as gospel straight and simple it's it's hollywood it's tv whatever but there was one point in there where the actor who was portraying jesus said that i i want my followers to read this and understand it as a whole and not as individual lines like he was that point was set I want my followers to actually study me, get to know who I am and understand who I am as a whole. Mm-hmm. And um, that was because I think it was Simon that was writing something. He's like, these, these are really hard to follow. Like, this is going to be insane for anybody that wants to follow you. <laughs> these are hard stuff, which that was just the movie, like the TV show kind of like, you know, making a conversation. But it was an interesting point because it's like a lot of the Bible, as we discussed before, the Bible refers to itself 60,000 plus times. It constantly refers to itself and it constantly um, connects itself with other verses all the time. And this was written by tons of different people over tons of different countries. And yeah, we'll go into validity of the Bible um, at one of these things. But this just shows that, you know, it's not just a read the verse, take it as is. There's context, context, context. It's really important. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's good stuff. Um, oh. I have I I think I have one more verse about this topic. I go for it, dude. 
but uh, go in my head. I think it's Galatians two twenty. Galatians. It's only been, yeah, Galatians two twenty. I'm pretty sure that's on topic. Can you read that one? Because I'm not going to verbatim. Galatians, <laughs> Galatians, two, mm-hmm. two twenty. I know for a fact. Yeah, it has twenty one chapter verses. So you're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Real. Almost didn't make it there. Oh, I'll read 19. Uh, so the context the should be fifth. It should be 15 to 21 is the full context. Here, maybe read more. Okay, cool. No, no, you can read. What I'm just joking. <laughs> um, we who are Jews by birth, not sinful Gentiles. So that's already right there. Ooh. I mean, that's you want to repeat 15. that? <laughs> who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. We too have put our faith in Jesus Christ so that we may be justified by the faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Because mm-hmm. by the works of the law, no one will be justified. Mm-hmm. No one. Mm-hmm. By works, nobody. In seeking to be justified in Christ, we Jews find ourselves also among the sinners. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that mean that Christ promise promotes sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild and I destroy, I really would be a lawbreaker. The the law. I died to the no. For, for through the law, I died. To the law, mm-hmm. so that I might give, might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and no longer live. Christ lives in me. The life I know. Now I live in the body. I live my faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave me life for me. Mm-hmm. Do not set aside the grace of God, for I, if righteousness could be gained through the law, gained through the law, Christ for nothing Mm -hmm. that was a rough last paragraph but i got through it (laughs) well verse 20 there is that i have been crucified with christ it's no longer i who live but christ who lives in me and the life i now live in the flesh i live by faith in the son of god who loves me and gave himself for me the this is paul's grandest declaration yet about what exactly happens when someone is saved or justified by placing their faith in christ in a very real sense Paul's argument is that we are that we become so closely attached to him that we die with him and he begins to live with us. Paul has been emphasizing that faith and faith alone is what saves us. Adding any requirement of good deeds or rituals is contrary to the gospel. Galatians 1, 8 through 9, Galatians 2, 16. Um, even if you even think about it, if there's anything extra needed, then that means that Jesus's death was not enough. That Mm -hmm. the love sacrifice that he did for us was not enough. And that's not true. Um, Christ was crucified for our sin. By faith, we trust that his death paid for our own personal sin. In that way, we are crucified with him, our sin with him on that cross. That sinful us dies replaced by the resurrected Christ in us, which is the Holy Spirit to guide us. We continue to live in the flesh, of course, but our lives are now directed not by our sinful selves, but by our faith in Christ. 
Paul expands on mm. this great true powerfully in Roman uh, Romans 6, 1 through 6, which you always say Romans is awesome. And I agree. And Romans 6, 1 through 6 is a great read because Paul really expands on that truth. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good verse. I like it. Yeah, Two, I verse 17, so found to be sinners. Mm-hmm. Paul, he said he's disgusting among the Jews and and the Jews as sinners, you know, knowing them as sinners because they're Gentiles. You know, the Jewish Christians associate with them. They're able to be changed from tradition. Able them now as sinners. And then Paul firmly just, just dismisses any such charge. He's like, no. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just like, no. Not the case. I think it's great. Yeah. It's like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> right. Get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I just think um, the promises, the promise from God um, is love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Psalm 23.6, surely your goodness and unfaithful love will pursue, will pursue me all the days of my life. Mm-hmm. I will live in your house of the Lord forever. Dude, There's a nice little verse to end on. <laughs> Psalms, like you can pretty much go to every single chapter of Psalms. <laughs> Psalms 136, 26. Give thanks to the, yeah. to the God of heaven for his steadfast love endures forever. Psalms 86, 15. But you, O Lord, are God, uh, God and merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Like Psalms is a consistent, like David just screaming at God, like you are absolutely wonderful, fantastic. What Psalms 36, 7, how precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Uh, Psalms 6. He was like a love struck teenage boy. Right? But he even, <laughs> you know, I love it. He even it. had like the, the angry side where he was like, why did this happen? It was so angsty like, teen. Gosh, yeah. God, like, oh. Oh, <laughs> it was funny because he went back and forth. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was always going back and forth where he was like, thank you, God, for everything that's happening. And then the next you next chapter. all suffer from bipolar. I'm dying <laughs> in my room, crying a river. Like, <laughs> I mean, a river. It was just, he was just going, like, he was definitely dealing with all the stresses of the world. And obviously he did some bad things and, he was just like, I am so thankful no. for God's mercy on my life and everything I've done. He still has mercy. And, you know, he would praise God for it all the time. And then he'd go back and be like, the world sucks. Life sucks. Where are you? I hate everything. <laughs> I hate everything. Uh, gosh. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was, that was Psalms. I just had to say that because it's like, no, it's, I love it though. it's great. We could honestly, honestly do a whole thing on that. You're hot and you're cold, you're yes and you're no. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> have, so like many, we have so many, so many uh, ideas. ideas, and I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so then, finish off with this last one Romans 8 39. Romans 8 39? Yeah. Uh, um, so, you can go for it. I'm, I, I was going to hey. cut you off, but I'm good. <laughs> you don't get to. Um, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be 
able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Good verse. Love the it. context there is 31 to 39. I do know this passage. Um, it, that verse lists everything, every realm and every category which anyone might imagine could loosen God's commitment or ability to love those of us in Christ and uh, Romans 3, 23 to 26, but um, nothing can. Uh, hardships might test us. Uh, persecution may fall on us. And we'll sometimes fail to obey, but Paul's explanation thus far has included everything from our experience to powerful forces and to even the natural and the supernatural worlds. And he's listed the present, the future, he's listed the powers, the meaning perhaps hostile governments, whatever. But now he lists height, depth, meaning anything that might come down from above or up from below. And finally, he throws in the all inclusive mention of anything else in all creation. <laughs> And uh, Paul is being an absolutist about this, and I love it. And nothing will ever be able to separate those of us who are in Christ from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And those who are saved through faith in Christ are saved eternally and forever, period. Amen. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's good. I don't know if you're feeling, I'm feeling a little bit good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always good. It's always good. Yeah. I definitely recommend reading all of Romans 8 because it is a declaration of the Christian's absolute security before God. And mm-hmm. a lot of people who struggle with that ideology of like, how do I know God loves me? Like, I suck. <laughs> That's the whole I, point. I do, we do, I do suck. things. Yeah. We all suck. We are all human. We all fall in short. But that is yep. nothing like I just read. God's love is greater than all that stuff. Highs and lows, the ups and downs. And that's the whole point of it all, is God's love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, this always there's nothing me... we can do to fall out. Right. And and as we explained, like, when you are saved, you're gifted the Holy Spirit. That's the part that's there to help us through. And I highly recommend it. We've already talked about it before many times. Um, Galatians 5, going through that, reading it, and because it it's puts it in plain words that if you are loving Christ and you and like we said before, it shows that loving, obeying Christ are one and the same. You can see that if you are saved, you you have the fruits of the spirit at work in your life and for those around you and who are near you. And the Galatians 5 does tell you, like, this is what you should look for. These things are happening. That means you have the Holy Spirit with you and you're on the right track. (laughs) And that doesn't happen unless you have that. And uh, that's really important because I I remember when I was younger, I'd be like, Jesus loves me. But there's people in Africa, you know, dying and being shot and murdered and maimed. Like my my issues are way smaller. Like he doesn't. He doesn't really truly care about me because I'm over here crying and complaining about shoes for the next week or for the next month or something. Or my I dropped my burrito. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> was, serious. That's serious. It was like, and I, I struggled with this for a while where I'm like, how I, I understand like he loves his creation, but there's so many more people that are way more hurt and have way off, worse off lives than I do. I'm insignificant. And I think what I had to realize was that I was thinking of God being limited 
and he's not limited. He he was he's everywhere at once. He's all knowing. He's all seeing. He's all everywhere. He's all loving, and that really opened up eyes for me to understand that I love God because He loved me first, and I love others because He loved me first as well. And that I understand that accepting Him, I learn who He is, so I can share the love of God had for me to others. And no matter the situation that I may in may be in, like sure it's better off than a lot of other people. That doesn't mean that I give up or slow down. That I consistently show the love of Christ to those around me, so that they can experience the beauty of the Holy Spirit in their lives and their daily walk and um, who God is to them. No matter what they're dealing with, if they are or aren't dealing with something, it's important to know that God's there. So. Yeah, definitely stuff I've I've dealt with for sure in the past. Yeah. Hey, I think at some point, I think most people have probably gone through something similar with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you think like China where it's like <laughs> you get caught, you're in jail for three years or mm-hmm. whatever you are. That's why they have it memorized over there. It's like, it's crazy. Um God's love is, you know, it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy how much He loves us. When you think about it, like, yeah, how much you love your wife. Mm-hmm. Like, He loves her more than you. Yep. Which is like little, that puts a little jealous. Little jealous. No. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm going like, whoa, whoa, that's weird because like I'm like, I'm like, there's nobody on this earth. On this earth, or you know, and not in the human realm. Like I should say, you know, you know, there's nobody else on this planet physical. that loves physical. Yeah, that yeah. loves my <laughs> wife and my son more than me. Mm-hmm. And I realize that God loves like it, like I'm blown out of the water. That mm-hmm. puts it in perspective. Um, every time. What's really crazy like, is that whoa. every time, every time you start thinking, I had a, um, a pastor that I used to talk to a lot. Um, church I didn't go to, but I I went there a couple times to get to know the pastor, and um, they told me if you really want to get into it and get some practice in about the idea behind how much God loves us, every time you see someone that may cut you off or maybe you're like just rude or they shut the door in Ooh. front of you or anything look at them and say god died for them he loved them so much and the perspective Dang. there is to change <laughs> your mentality towards other people because we tend to think oh we're special and you know god died for everyone to have that freedom to accept him or to not accept him and he's going to respect their decision whether they do or don't and starting to think that mentality someone's just angry and cusses at you and walks away you're like god god died for him he loves him so much and that and you just remind yourself every time because that's going to change how you interact with everybody in your life beyond anything else you can tell yourself god died for that person the same that he died for me i need to show that person compassion i need to show that person love i need to show that person patience and that's consistent with what God is and who he is. 
So, yeah, I think that's that's a really important distinguishment. And I think that's a good practice for everybody listening is that when you are going through life and someone flips you off, someone, you know, someone cuts you off, somebody shuts a door in your face, someone's just angry or whatever they are, just always remind yourself, God died for them the same he died for me because he loves them that much. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I was at a conference once and they were talking about that. Um, it's interesting because, you know, our first instinct is to be like, oh, you know, you get angry with them. Like, oh, that's a brother or sister in Christ. You need to love them. And we're so quick to judge a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm guilty of it. You see somebody instantly have a preconception about them like oh mm-hmm. they yeah. look like they do blah 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 they look like they're have a this or that mm. or supposed to be like it seems you know crazy but like oh look it i love that person mm-hmm. or you know let me, let me love let me show them love and it's, it's not easy to do Especially when you've been wronged by somebody and you're like, ooh, think of Elmer Fudd, like, ooh, that wabbit. No. Um, <laughs> didn't, didn't you mention it once on the podcast before that it's, it's not our place to convict, but it's the Holy Spirit's? I think we both talked about that. Yeah. Because it is. I wipe my lip. Yeah. All right. Because it's, it's not our place to convict people. We're here to show them love of Christ, what that looks like, and what's available to them. To accept or not to accept. It doesn't matter if they do or don't for us because what we're doing is sharing the gospel of Christ, sharing God's love. Yep. If they walk away from that, that's their choice. But let the Holy Spirit do his work and convict people. I, that's his job. See, that hurts my heart. I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't it's understand. Really easy to do it. He's like, you know, just accept, believe you confess, please, real quick. So you're good. But then you can't, you can't just do that. Real quick, just no. say this little prayer with me. No, because, because it's not about they go off it. and they're like, okay, that was cool, whatever. Maybe God speaks into their life. Maybe he doesn't. Right. Because you can't not force about... somebody to have a relationship. Right, exactly. You can't just like say forcing like, somebody, you go up to somebody like, you are now my wife. It's like, uh, think about like any celebrity, any celebrity. Do you walk up to someone and say, do you love this celebrity? And they're like, yeah, I love that person. Do you think they really know that person? Like, (laughs) no, they're not going to sit there and be like, oh, they go to breakfast at 8 a.m. They like their avocado toast. Like, I I know that they like going to this one restaurant. Like, no, no, no. Like, the idea and concept here is that you can't just have someone say, do you love Jesus Christ? Sure. Okay, now you're going to heaven. Uh, no it's a relationship yeah there's no other conditions yes that's correct but it says to repent and follow him Mm -hmm. to believe in him that he is the lord and savior jesus christ do you believe do you have faith that he did die and come back to life great you confess that that's it great now you're on the right path (laughs) life after love life after love can feel something inside of me is this a song i don't know if i'm strong enough yeah oh, okay <laughs> i share i was confused i, I know was you so were confused. 
I don't for know. homeschooled boy. He's like, I don't listen to mainstream music. I listen to our awesome <laughs> playlist on Spotify. Oh, the Gospel Truth Project playlist on Spotify. That's my music. I literally just cycle awesome. all four. <laughs> you cycle all four of them? Well, we were listening yeah. to We Were in AZ. When we were in Arizona, I was like, oh my, oh, oh. No, our wives were looking at us like, these nerds. <laughs> we're, we're listening to Dumb Dumb by uh, Lecrae and Tadashi. Uh-huh. Like, we're like, we don't, we don't even listen to it. We're just figuring out the words, sitting there talking. Yep. And we're like, we gotta play it, we gotta play it. And we gotta play it. We, Dude, you know, on the way home today, I, I, lis- I listened to uh, 116 al- Anthem. Like the man up anthem. Oh man! <laughs> I was oh, like, dude, oh. I was like, this is good. But yeah, as the kids say, that slaps. Yeah, if you haven't listened to it already, Listen. we have GTP playlist on Spotify. They're free as long as you have Spotify, I guess. But um, they're just playlists. They have positive and Christian music on there, depending on genre that you like listening to, and we'll keep expanding. I don't know. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do the the country one, dude. I can't. I just. All country is like Jesus music. Not really. If you just say like I Thank like God Jesus for my, and my pickup dog. truck, my dog, and my whiskey. <laughs> I don't know if I consider it Christian though, but okay. <laughs> Thank God for my pickup truck and my dog and some whiskey. It's just like saying those are the words. Those are probably your words. I guarantee <laughs> you mean search what it up. Means. I know. Yankee, you search. You search up. God. Just, yeah. Truck, dog, and whiskey for in a country song. You'll get at least one or two. Bruh, it's like it's like saying it's like saying uh what like bless his heart. It doesn't mean bless his heart. It means a lot something else. People just say it down there as like uh because it's the bless thing your, to say. Bless your little heart. <laughs> Bless, Bless your little heart. heart. <laughs> Bless your little heart. Yeah, that's um a pastor I used to work for. It's just like all this I'll say as a congregation. Bless their little heart. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's yeah. Playlists are pretty dope. Um, They're if fun. you don't have Spotify, bummer. But if you Sorry. don't you use Apple. Subscribe on Apple Podcast. That's a good one. The show. Yeah. You might <laughs> be already. A week early. It could be. Don't know. Don't know. We will. We'll see. But not right now. We don't know because we're recording. Um, <laughs> this, this wrap up this episode before we get too sidetracked. Um, cool. I'll go ahead and pray for us. Um. Just want to be praying right now, um, especially. Uh, I'll just say, um, as somebody who has uh, pastored and been in leadership in a Hawaiian church and Samoan church and stuff mm. like that, um, I don't know if everybody's aware or they've heard about the Maui fires. Um, but mm. if we could, there's like just there's I think this recorded already like a hundred hundred deaths, and there's still about like nine hundred and something people missing. So basically, a yeah. thousand. Um, you guys could take separate time, um, just not during this podcast, but you know, during your daily, uh, you know, your commute to work, your you know, before you go to bed or whatever it is, uh, just pray for them and uh, just pray that mm-hmm. get help and that they would, um, just for the families, Lord, you know, 
and be with them. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start in prayer. I'm going to pray about that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, dear Lord, I just lift up uh, Brother Jason and I and everything that you allow us to get to do, allowed us to do this podcast, Lord, and to run uh, the Gospel Truth uh, Project. But I pray a blessing on it, Lord, uh, that you would uh, show people your love through this, Lord. It would not be uh, our own thing that we're doing, but it'd be something that you are wanting to do through us. But Lord, I just pray for the families uh, in Maui right now. I pray for all our all the families over there. That Lord, that um, that you would just uh, use this up as an opportunity, Lord, to show them your love. Lord, I just pray for healing, Lord, for those who need healing right now that are battling in the hospital. For sake, Lord, I just pray for um, use this tragedy as a time for growth in your kingdom, Lord, and that they would grow back stronger, Lord. That uh, um, you would just keep everyone safe. And, uh, just pray for your love, the rain, and your name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I was your host, Dylan, and my co-host, Jason. Me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just thank for y'all who listen and make it this far. We really appreciate you because that means you spent like an hour listening to us. Um, where you could do a lot of other things with an hour. <laughs> I felt special. Yeah, it makes us feel good. Uh, we appreciate <laughs> it. Even if it's, you know... It's not about us. You know, it's if, 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 it's, if it's one one person listening, or it's a million or a thousand, whatever it is, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, make sure if you could... Uh, Go to our social media. We're on all that social media for the GTP Hospital Truth Project.com. Find all our socials, our our blog posts, all that stuff, our merch, all that cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not much else to say. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, I'll see you on the flippity flop. Bye.